Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. And yes, it is a Tuesday. I am a day late for the simple reason that I just came back from a long weekend. I won't say long weekend, but more of a mini vacation, literally late last night. And it was at the moment where I came home very late and I woke up and I thought to myself, God damn, there's so much where I need to do. And yet I'm having this I don't I don't know. I think I call it like um what do people call it nowadays where you know they have so much to do but for some reason they're just not motivated to do a goddamn thing. Writer's block? It could be that. It could be just the writer's block where it's like, okay, I got the podcasting, I have the voiceover sessions, I have everything that I need to do, and yet I'm just not getting out of bed. But Slowly and surely, throughout the day, throughout the morning, I'm like, all right, let me calm down, let me write everything down, and let me figure out what I'm going to talk about. And guess what? There really isn't much to talk about. You know, there wasn't really that much heavy news that happened for the comic book news that's going on over this past weekend. There really wasn't anything. I mean, yeah, Nick Fury has his own show coming up on Disney+, Plus, but we kind of already know that. You know, he'll be joining Hawkeye and Miss Marvel and you know fucking almost anybody else, She-Hulk, almost anybody else that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. So I figured, what would today's episode be very, very different? You know, The Boys Season 2 is ending soon, so what other show can I binge watch about? Or what other show can I talk about? Or movie, considering the fact that everything is getting postponed. Then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? Yes, let me talk about... Maybe the top five shows that I personally want to get into and maybe talk about in this episode just for today. So that's what this episode is going to be about. The top five shows that I'm looking forward to to watch. Some are old. Others, they're kind of new. But this is my list. And I've been putting off watching these shows for quite a while. So now I think it's a perfect time better than anything to actually get into them. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Nevertheless, our super villain quote of the day, as you all know, since this is episode 66, goddamn, over 60 episodes in. And guess what? We're going to continue to keep on going up until 5,000. Or, no, 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 I'm sorry, not 5,000. It's over 9,000! Not the best Vegeta impression, but, nah, you get it. (laughs) But first, like we always do about this time, let's get our shout-outs out of the way, shall we? And oh my goodness, do we have an interesting shout-out today. DC, Warner Brothers, and Spotify has announced that they will feature and debut in 2021 a Batman narrative podcast called Batman Unburied. It is a new original audio drama from the executive producer, writer, filmmaker David S. Goyer. So if you have no idea who he is or if you forget who he is, he co-wrote The Dark Knight. He co-wrote the Batman Begins movie. He also co-wrote 
Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League. This dude is a major, major force and player in the world of Batman. And this narrative, this narrative podcast that is going to feature basically everything and focuses on the DC superheroes and villains in the world of Batman. So it'll focus on the dark psychological aspects of Batman. It'll focus on the narrative structures on each character specifically. I'm sure more details will be announced very, very soon. But this is the podcast to actually look forward to. So if you're a huge Batman fan like I am, or if you want to get into Batman, I believe this is the podcast to do it. Now, there was at one point that I wanted to do a solo Batman podcast, and then I quickly dissuaded from that idea, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to leave it to the professionals. I'm going to leave it to the guy that actually knows Batman inside and out. So this is a great thing to look forward to in 2021. I am excited. Once again, this is called Batman Unburied. I look forward to it, and you should too. That's all we have for our shoutouts. Let's go into our top five comic book shows that I actually want to look forward to and start watching. That comes up right in a bit. I want to keep in mind to everyone to let them know that these five choices are not really in a particular order. So if I say something is one, two, and three, that doesn't mean that I'm going to watch one after another in terms of, okay, once I finish this, then this one's next. No, no, no. I'm just saying these are these are unranked. And I just wanted to make that very, very clear. So if I say something is number one, that doesn't mean that I'm going to start with that. So... I'm going to see which one I'm going to start with in terms of maybe which one has the shortest season, which one is able to pass by very quickly, and then we'll move along from there. So that's my idea for right now. But nevertheless, here we go. Number one on this list, The Umbrella Academy. Now, I've been hearing so much about this show, and for some odd reason, even though I think it's not the usual, you know, typical Marvel DC superhero type show it does feature a group of people first of all it features Ellen Page and I do like Ellen Page she's pretty cool to me features so many people it features so many you know different abilities and the fact that it's collaborate with these people these characters actually coming together and solving some kind of death mystery or something along those lines I've been hearing tons and tons of praise about this show already two seasons in and the people that I talk to will not shut the hell up about it. Now, due to the fact that I don't know anything about this comic series, I don't know anything about the show other than what I just said, other than what I just thought or maybe guessed, it's something that I definitely want to give it a chance. It's something that I've been interested in for a while, but, you know, life and other shows just keeps getting in the way. But the Umbrella Academy is probably going to be one of the very first ones that I'm actually going to start binge-watching. Let's see. Let me bring up a little bit of uh, synopsis here on the uh, you know good old IMDb page. 
On one day in 1989, 43 infants are inexplicably born to random, unconnected women who showed no signs of pregnancy the day before. Seven are adopted by billionaire industrialist Sir Reginald Hargreaves, who creates the Umbrella Academy and prepares his children to save the world. I'm going to stop after that. Now, just by that, you know, couple of sentences, I'm intrigued. I am. It's one of those ones where, okay... If it has dark mystery and it already has two scenes and hopefully it's going to get more, maybe I can definitely be interested in it. And hopefully it's not going to be or have a terrible ending like some others. You know, the he who will not be named, the curse of the dragon. You guys pretty know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be making so many comparisons to Game of Thrones. It's not even fucking funny. Maybe not today, but some other time. Regardless, the Umbrella Academy is on my radar list. Probably going to be my very first ones. Two seasons in. And I believe it got an Emmy. I don't know if it got an Emmy. I don't remember if it did got an Emmy. But if it did, if it did, that's only more incentive motivation for me to watch it that much more. Nevertheless, it is one of my first ones that I'm going to binge watch. Second one on my list. Watchmen. Now, I have to admit... I have not seen the movie still to this day. What? Wait, what? 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 You are a comic book guy and a comic book podcaster and you have not seen Watchmen yet? What the hell is wrong with you? Yes, I know. I know. I get it. I'm a fucking mark. I get it. But I remembered I put on the movie the first time and I think after 10 or 20 minutes, I fell asleep. And it's probably because I was watching the movie from my bed. And you know when you're on your bed, you just can't help but feel comfortable. You know you just can't help but take a nap. Maybe from all the sugar that you've been inducing and all the food that got you into a food coma. Or whatever the case may be. Till this day, I have not watched Watchmen. <laughs> Try to say that three times. I have not watched Watchmen. <laughs> but nevertheless... I know there's going to be at some point that I am going to watch the film. Now in terms of the show... Now, in terms of the show, it did get an Emmy. I forgot for what it was, but it did get an Emmy. And it's been literally all over the advertisements as of late, probably since last year. And, you know, with that happy face thing, you know, you remember WWE with Cactus Jack and they're like having, you know, his his trademark. Have a nice day. That shit. That kind of what it reminds me of every time when I see that smiley face. And I know if I've seen the movie, I'll know exactly what it means. Regardless, Watchmen is definitely on the list for me. And even though it's only one season, it'll probably be my very first one that I'm going to binge watch quickly. Now, I did hear some rumblings that there was supposed to be a season two. That there was supposed to have a green light for season two. But for some odd reason, for some weird reason, someone in the higher-ups or... A famous actor or whoever it is is like turning off the idea because he's just not interested in it anymore. I believe that's what it is. And maybe if I can find it real quick, because I've been hearing tons and tons about it. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, what the hell is going on behind the scenes that can, you know, that could postpone this? So. Here I am. I just I just pulled it off. It's from Thrillist.com. 
and you know the people ask will there be a Watchmen season 2 and these are this is the lines from here this is from August 11th 2020 Despite garnering significant praise from critics and dominating HBO's fall slate, it's unlikely that Watchmen will return for a second season. In early 2020, USA Today reported that HBO programming chief Casey Bloys said HBO is only interested in another installment if creator Damon Lindelof is two and he is not. Okay, so it does signify that the creator himself is has not been interested or is not interested in developing a season two but yet the fans and everybody else definitely does that's always a strong disconnect when it comes to people for higher ups the creators and inventors and the audience that you're actually portraying your creation to when they do want more but for some odd reason you're not delivering and there could be a bunch of reasons. Maybe scheduling conflicts. Maybe he realized that the first season was too much for him to handle. Maybe he doesn't vibe very well with this cast and crew. Maybe he's just not passionate about the project anymore and he doesn't want to deliver something that's going to be half-assed. Because if you're delivering a project for your audience, it has to be 100% or nothing. Or at least close to it. You don't want to you know, make a project that where your heart is not in it and then all of a sudden you present it to your audience and people will pick it up very, very quickly. They're going to see the cracks. They're going to see the holes in the logic. They're going to see the continuity errors. Like, dude, there are critics that makes their fucking careers out of this shit and I don't blame them. I mean, yeah, a lot of them are biased. A lot of them can be trolls. A lot of them can be maybe so far up their own ass that they refuse to see the bigger picture or maybe the other side of that coin. There could be a bunch of reasons. So who knows why he's not making a season two. Regardless, season one is something that I am interested in and it's probably going to be the next show that I'm going to watch after The Boy season two is done for me, which is literally two weeks yeah, I would say it's about two weeks because episode six just finished from the boys and two more episodes after that. So hopefully we'll get a great epic finale and that I can gear towards something that, you know, I'll like as well. God, I really hope if the season ends on a huge cliffhanger that I'm going to be one of the guys to be like, why don't you make a season two? Yeah, I'm going to be one of those guys. I most likely will be one of those guys. Next on this list, we have The End of the Fucking World. This was a show that I've been interested in quite some time on Netflix, but for some odd reason, I just never really got into it. Well, maybe not into watching it, but I've never really taken the time to actually, you know, go and fucking see it. Like, when I saw the trailer... I said, okay, this is new, this is different, and it gotten, I believe it gotten a huge score on Rotten Tomatoes, if I'm not mistaken. There, that has to be the case, you know, and, and here's a synopsis here, I have it right in front of me, here's the synopsis, don't worry, it's in my notes. 
Based on the comic book series by Charles Forsman, The End of the Fucking World sees two 17-year-old outsiders, James and Alyssa, embark on a road trip to find her estranged father who left home when she was just a child. James, who is convinced he's a psychopath, has decided it's time to graduate from killing animals to something bigger, and he already has a target in mind. Alyssa, the embodiment of existential angst, feels like she doesn't fit in at her new school despite being quite popular. Together, they get caught up on a trail of violent events that grow increasingly more ominous as their quest progresses. And as the final episode was late 2019, so this this show has been around for quite some time. On IMDb, it already has 8 out of 10, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes if you even fall into believing what Rotten Tomatoes says because they like to be very stupid when it comes to rating shows. Nevertheless, when I saw the trailer, I thought, okay, this is something quite interesting to see because he has this tendency of wanting to kill this girl and this girl, after what I just read, basically falls in love with him or is falling in love with him. And whatever their journey is or whatever obstacles that falls in their way, I think you can't help but feel and watch the psychological aspect that a psychopath will portray when you see exactly what he's thinking. It's very different when you have a main character that you're supposed to root for, but you end up rooting against. Case in point, the Joker. The Joker is a fantastic example to this because you root for the guy, you root for... Arthur Fleck, you root for him up until the point where you realize, okay, he stepped into that other side and this is making me feel very uncomfortable. I would say another example off the top of my head would have to be Christian Bale's American Psycho, which is my top 10 favorite movies of all time. One of the top 10. And you hear what he's thinking, you see what he's doing, and it's at the point where you're not really rooting for him but you can't help but feel inspired or at least feel some type of way with what he's doing and I feel like if I watch this show the end of the fucking world that is how I'm going to feel with this main character with his sole main goal or his main thought is to kill this young girl that's fucking in love with him and maybe you can actually see the transition that he is from hating or wanting to kill to possibly wanting to love. Or maybe there's a lesson there where it's like, you know what? It's not all about killing and torturing animals. It's not all about, you know, wanting to release that urge to kill people. Maybe there is much more to life than that. I swear to God, I feel like I'm talking about a rule book for psychopaths. <laughs> like there's some kind of redemption and there really isn't. But that's what I think about, you know, in terms of this show. So that's something fascinating to me, and that's something that I actually want to get into. Number four, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now I know, I know, I know, this is seven seasons long, and this is something that I should have gone into way back then, but maybe this is my way of trying to divert some blame away from myself, so just bear with me on this one. Ever since I saw the first episode, I immediately got bored. I really did. Because I already knew in a particular way where the MCU was going within their own timelines. And I didn't like the fact 
that you would have to leave the MCU, the chronological movies in order, whether they're released by timelines or released by movie release dates. It doesn't matter. I didn't like the fact that there were some aspects where you would have to leave the movies to try to see what's going on on the other side. What exactly is happening on, you know, these individual storylines to see if they're somehow or some way connected to what's going on in the MCU. That's what I thought about at first, if that makes any sense. That's what I thought about at first. You know, if you watch a movie in its entirety and you realize that there are some plot points that are missing and then either the showrunner or filmmaker is like well you have to see this other show you have to see this other thing in order to connect the dots I don't like that give me what I want in the movies give me what I want in whatever it is that I'm seeing and let me connect the dots that way don't send me to somewhere else and realize oh Okay, because if this happened, then this happened. And I've been putting off the show for quite a while. Like I said, seven seasons long. And then I realized, you know what? This is clearly a show that has its own identity. This is a clearly a show that is taking place within the MCU, but doesn't really need to be tied to the MCU quite literally. You know, they could both be two different things, the show and the movies. They could be two different ideas where you can follow one and don't have to worry about the other. You don't have to reconnect everything. You don't have to follow the continuity. You don't have to connect the dots if something is happening within the show is not happening in the movies and vice versa. Case in point, the Marvel Netflix shows. There's been tons and tons of MCU references within the Marvel Netflix shows. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, fucking, you know, Luke Cage, The Punisher. There's been tons of references uh, about that. But there have been no references inside the MCU movies about these shows. And then I realized they have their own identity. They have whatever it is that's going on. That's their own world. Just because it's within the MCU as a whole doesn't mean it has to be connected with them. Does that make sense? So, for me, I feel like if I go into this show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I keep in mind that I don't necessarily have to connect what's going on here to what's going on within the MCU with their continuity storylines, that I can enjoy the show in and of itself the same way I enjoyed the shows from Marvel Netflix. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Punisher, Defenders, and I guess Iron Fist. I can enjoy those shows by themselves. I don't have to reconnect everything. If if you are within your own show, then I will try my best to either review, critique, judge, or whichever based on your own show. Now, there are some exceptions, maybe within DC or maybe within other storylines or books that you read. There are some exceptions. I get it. But in terms of this particular example, I'm willing to let that slide. So... Seven seasons long, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's probably going to be the last show that I'm going to watch. Probably. Because there's just so much content to fill within that short amount of time. And I don't know if I'm going to be binge watching three or four shows every single... And I don't know if I'm going to be binge watching three or four episodes 
every single night. I'm, I'm just not like that. I'm going to take my time with this one. So this is probably going to be the last one that I'm going to see within the near future. Last but not least, this one is a classic. And this one is something that I have not seen in quite a while. And I want to get back into it. Todd McFarlane's Spawn, the animated series from 1997. Now, this is probably my way of preparing Todd McFarlane's new Spawn movie that is going to star Jamie Foxx. And it's probably going to be my way of saying, you know what, considering that I'm in the voiceover industry and the fact that I want anything to do with voiceover, whether it's radio, television commercials, voice acting, whichever, video games, doesn't matter. I want to get involved and hear and watch with a, a, enough magnificent performances as much as I can. And the fact that an adult animated series like Spawn already three seasons in, which you can watch on Prime Video Netflix or HBO Max or whatever the platform is, this is a show that I really want to rewatch and revisit and just be in awe and be inspired that back then in the 90s, even though the animation may not be as clear and crisp as they are now, you know, because everything back then was hand-drawn and everything in terms of modern times is more computer animated. But still, the voice acting was crisp back then. The animation was in a particular way on par and it focused on adult themes. It focused on sex. It focused on crime. It focused on dark psychology. It focused on grief. It focuses on death. It focuses on every single realistic aspect of humanity within this three seasons of this magnificent show and of course spawn is one of is not one of todd mcfarlane's greatest creations ever in comic book characters by far and i can't wait to see what jamie fox can do with this character in the live action film now it's going to be completely different from the spawn movie that we've seen a long time ago where they focused, it's pretty clear that they focused a lot more on special effects than telling a good story. But I have faith. And before I want to see the live action film, I definitely want to go back and revisit the animated series. And let's face it, I love art. So it is what it is. So that's it for my list. These are the shows that I actually want to get into and start binge watching after the boys are done. Maybe if there's something that I said that you may be interested in as well, there's the list for you. The Umbrella Academy, Watchmen, The End of the Fucking World, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Now, as I said earlier, what I most likely may do is watch from the least season all the way to the one that has the most seasons. If that's the case, then Watchmen will probably be the first one on the list. And if that's the case, then you'll be hearing a review about it very very soon that's all we have for this episode on outside the comics volume 2 podcast once again guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much for continuing to support me and doing what i do best if you have any questions comments or concerns if you have any thoughts if you have any opinions over what i just said if you have any suggestions on what other comic book shows that i could watch and you absolutely love hit me up otc volume 2 volume completely spelled with the number two but you already know that, or Mike Garcia V.O. 
Those are my Twitter and Instagram handlers where you can hit me up on any time of the day. Now, before I end this night off, let's go into our super villain quote of the day. And this one is from none other than the Joker himself. And this pertains to every single thing of what we do in our lives. If you're good at something, never do it for free. And my reaction to that is this. In the world of voiceover, where every person is an independent contractor, they are their own self-employee, they are the ones that have their own businesses. For newbies out there, and I'm a newbie myself, so I can relate. But this is something that you need to understand. If you are excelling at what you do best, do not do it for free. Do not think for one second that you can be in an industry or an environment where you are taking crumbs or a little bit of pay for doing what you love. No, you are a business. You are a business. Always remember that. If you are investing time, money, effort, energy, equipment, training, if you are doing the proper steps for yourself, and this pertains to anything, it doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to be about voiceover, it could be about anything, if you own a salon, if you own a restaurant, if you own, you know, a, I don't know, shoes, whatever the hell it is that you do to make yourself known and successful and doing what you do to excel yourself, you are a business. If you are good at your job and you are damn good at what you do, don't do it for free. Make yourself into a business, but find passion, have fun, but make it a business. Don't do it for free. That's about it for today. Tune in Thursday night, Friday morning, where we will talk all of the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book movies and shows. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Till next time, stay safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.